they're answering prayers. Many of us that are praying and, and that innocent people are protected during this and that God shows his glory so people can receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior and get saved. And so that is happening. So God is hearing our prayers and he's responding to those. And so tonight we're going to just focus on praying for some specific things based off my conversation with him that uh, prayers are needed so God can hear those prayers and answer those. And so uh, I'm going to encourage you guys um, just to pray with us tonight. We're going to do something a little different in that once we start praying, um, we are going to have you guys break up into groups. If you came with your family, you can pray with them. If you just want to grab one other person, if you want to pray alone, that's fine too. But I want to just multiply the power of our prayer tonight. And we're going to have slides that are um, circling or, or kind of scrolling up behind me that are specific to the topics we're going to kind of pray about. And these slides are from um, Josiah Venture has a, a virtual prayer room that's updated in real time. So these are specific prayer requests from people either specifically in the Ukraine, like missionaries or those that are outside the Ukraine that are a part of the refugee uh, work. So they're from missionaries or people that are involved in real time and they're specific. So it gives us kind of an idea on what to specifically pray for. And actually, I shared a link on our web page or our Facebook page, and I think I shared it on my personal Facebook page for that prayer room. If you guys want to go to that after and join it, and you're welcome, like I said, to pray anytime. And it gives you kind of that guidance on specifically how to pray um, for what's going on over there. So um, before we get into our prayer time, I just want to pray specifically for uh, a church family member. Many of you guys know Sharon Phillips. Um, her husband asked us to pray tonight because she had a aneurysm last night or a stroke. And it was uh, pretty pretty severe. Um, she had to be rushed to OHSU and have uh, pretty much emergency surgery to relieve the pressure in her brain from it. And um, she is doing better now. Um, if you guys have known somebody who's suffered from a stroke... It can take a while to, to figure out the, the what damage has been done, if any damage or, or whatnot, because the body responds slowly in, in, in kind of showing what damage might be there. And so anyways, lot, the surgery went well, um, but there's there's continued need to pray for her recovery and, and that the damage isn't severe. So uh, I'm just going to go ahead and pray. I'm going to ask you guys to join me in agreeing while I pray for her. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just lift up our sister Sharon and we thank you even so far for the answered prayers that you've done in, in protecting her from death, protecting her from um, what would appear to be the worst case scenario um, outcomes of the stroke, Lord. Uh, we thank you for answering the prayer with the surgery going well and accomplishing what the doctors wanted. And now, Lord, we just lift her up to you and we pray for a continued healing on her body. We pray, Lord, that um, there would be no side effects. There would be no consequences that she would completely recover. And we know that you know her body better than the doctors or anyone else, Lord. So uh, we just ask that you would intervene. You would uh, heal her. Pray you give peace to her husband and, and let him just be able to cast, obviously, what are great cares to you, knowing you care for her and for him. And just be at peace with trusting you with this situation, Lord. And if there's anything we can do practically as their church family to help them, I pray you show those things to us and that we would uh, listen and obey and, and do those things to bless them, Lord, and show your love to them. 
practically. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, let me just start out by reading a psalm. This was a psalm as I was kind of praying this week, and the Lord kind of gave me this guidance on what he wanted us to pray, just focus on the Ukraine tonight. But it's a psalm that I just think reminds us of the sovereignty of God, reminding us that God is not the author of evil. He's not responsible for, you know, the killing of innocent people and and destruction like we see in war. But he is still sovereign and in control. So he can take the worst of situations that are created by man's sin and he can work them for his good and perfect plan. Amen? And that's what we're praying for. We want God's perfect plan to happen. But this psalm speaks of his sovereignty in the worst of situations. It's Psalm 46. And it says, God is our refuge in strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. I love that. That's why we should pray, first and foremost, because God is always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquake, earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city, and it cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. The nations are in chaos and their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Come, see the glorious works of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Can I get an amen? Amen. Man, God is here amongst us in this in his church. He's amongst his people all over the world at the same time. And um, it's just, it's good to remember that. We're not speaking and, and calling out for help to thin air. We're calling out to our all-powerful, sovereign God that's in control of everything and is ready to help, is ready to answer our prayers according to his perfect will. So that's who we're talking to. We want to remember that when we're praying. So let's go ahead and start with a song of worship. It seems right to praise God for who he is um, before we ask for anything and, and praise him for his goodness that we've seen and the goodness that we're going to see, that we can be confident we're going to see even before we see him answer our prayers. Amen? So let's go ahead and worship him. All right, so the first thing we're going to focus on is uh, just some general prayer requests for the people of the Ukraine. So um, if you guys... I've kind of been keeping up the news, you know, the estimate of of refugees right now is somewhere around like a million people. So does anyone know how many people live in the Ukraine total? Like what's the estimated population? Yeah, it's like it's over 43 million, somewhere between there, 44 million. So when you hear that, you understand that, uh, you know, a million people is like a drop in the bucket. Like there are still 40 two plus million people that are still left in that country. And, and it's for a variety of reasons. I mean, um, you know, I was talking to Sean today and he was saying, you know, some people were hoping this would kind of blow over, like there'd be intervention or something in a couple of days. They don't want to leave their country. Some people are staying back to fight. Some people are just kind of hunkered down trying to wait it out. But that's becoming more of an issue the longer this goes on. He was saying that 
you know, um, people that were kind of hunkered down in the subways or uh, in their basements and bomb shelters, they, they've run out of food and water. So now they're having to come out and they're having to wait in these long lines in grocery stores and travel to get food and supplies. And that's leaving them susceptible to getting caught in crossfire and stuff or being attacked. So um, it's, it's becoming by the day more of um, a, a safety issue, a very real safety issue for the people that are still there. And then some of those people are deciding to flee now, seeing is, is that there's no end in sight, you know, best they can tell. And they're having to travel through war zones and stuff like that. So um, it's a very serious situation. Now, on the flip side, um, just another cool testimony that the Lord is answering our prayers. They've got firsthand testimonies of people that are, you know, kind of holed up together in these subways, like in like hundreds of people together. And the Christians are kind of singing praise and worship songs. They're getting to share the gospel. There's large number of people's coming to know Christ in the middle of a, a hard situation. So, you know, here's a perfect example where God's using a, a hard situation, um, uh, a bad situation for his good, and, and people are getting saved through it. So, you know, we can pray along both those lines. And when we start praying here, what's going to happen is we have some, like I said, some firsthand prayer requests from people that are either there in the Ukraine or kind of a part of the, the refugee or the relief efforts. Um, and, and these are real time. These are like prayer requests within the last day or so that are going to kind of scroll on the screen up there. So what I'm going to ask you to do is just gather up with whoever you came with or somebody you know. Like I said, you can pray by yourself, but gather up and Look at those prayer requests. They'll give you kind of an idea. You can pray generally for the people there, but they'll also give you some specific things to pray for. And we'll take like maybe like a minute for each slide. Make like, you know, take anywhere from five, ten minutes, somewhere like that, and give you some time to pray about this before we continue on in worshiping and praying for the next topic. So let's go ahead and do that right now. Oh, Lord. We pray for the people there. We pray first and foremost that you would save their souls, Lord, eternally. We pray that they would see their need for you to be their Lord and Savior. And they would receive Jesus Christ. Believe in you and be saved. And we pray, Lord, that you would save them physically. Lord, we hear these reports, as I shared at the beginning of just what appears to be your direct intervention. We hear of the one of the mightiest armies in the world just appearing disorganized, just running out of gas in the middle of nowhere and getting lost and just being stopped in their tracks. Lord, we pray that you would stop them in such a way that everyone there, including the soldiers, would see that it is the mighty God of this universe that is intervening and they would believe in you through faith in your son and they would all be saved, Lord. That's what we pray for. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The next thing I want to move on to is specifically praying for the many missionaries and churches that are in um, U- the Ukraine and are directly, or if they're not in the Ukraine, outside the Ukraine and are directly involved with um, either uh, ministering to people through uh, helping them in some practical way, whether they're, they're providing medical supplies, they're providing food, they're p- providing shelter, 
um, or they're helping uh, extract people. Um, basically, uh, the way it's working is that, and we'll pray for the refugees a little later, but um, uh, there's many churches that they're they're trying to get supplies to that are within the country because, like I said, people are running out of food, they're running out of water, um, their homes are being destroyed, they need somewhere to go. And then also they need a way out of the country because uh, not everyone has cars. And if they do have cars, um, the line to get out and checked at the borders is so long, it's taking like anywhere from like 60 plus hours to basically get through it. So there's cars running out of gas. They're running out of food. Uh, there's It's really cold this time of the year. So there's freezing temperatures during the day and at night. So obviously it's kind of a, a crisis. You know, people are getting stuck and they could very well die while they're waiting to get out of the country. Now, if they're, if they can get out by bus, they're not having to stop at the borders. So what a lot of these, uh, churches are doing or, um, missionaries or, or, or Christians that are outside the country, uh, part of the relief effort is sending buses into the country to these churches that are rallying points for people to get on the buses and then get out of the country quickly. So, there's a lot of different ways that churches are being used in the process of all of this. They're having services. They're sharing the gospel with people. Um, you know, as they practically show Jesus's love, they're telling them of Jesus's love and of their need for him. So a lot of different things we can pray for. So again, we're going to have like uh, a couple slides for missionaries, a couple slides for prayer requests from churches, um, five or so slides all together up there that are circulating. Um, while you guys are praying, so kind of keep tabs on that if you want to know how to specifically pray. Um, but just pray along those lines, and we'll spend the next five to ten minutes doing that. Lord, we just pray you'd anoint your people that are there in the Ukraine and that are serving those uh, in the Ukraine uh, with supernatural boldness, Lord. Just they would be able to have that, that courage, that boldness, that, that, that hope and faith and praise you in the midst of the storm, Lord, that they're facing. And people would see that and attribute it to you and that your Holy Spirit would just anoint them to be your witnesses, that they'd be able to proclaim the good news in, in your power and people would receive it and come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. So the next thing we're going to focus on is the refugees. I've kind of touched on this and, and explained some of the challenges they're facing. Um, some additional things to pray for, you know, in addition to those things I've really shared, um, is uh, there's many families being separated. Uh, the men are staying behind to fight. So they're having to put their wife and children on these buses and I mean, they're, or drive them to the border and drop them off and go back. And, and, and I just can't imagine that being that situation. They don't know if they're ever going to see each other again. So, um, pray for that. Um, pray for, uh, where the refugees are going. I mean, there's a whole bunch of people that are leaving. They need somewhere for shelter. They need food, you know, and, and, and so they're being, truck to many different surrounding European countries uh, around there. Um, and and they're kind of still in the midst of getting uh, these things uh, like, you know, housing and, and places where they can go and, and, and live and be taken care of uh, situated. 
Um, and, and this is going to be an ongoing thing that's going to last for like, you know, years, I would imagine. So, um, pray for that. Um, some, uh, a specific challenge Sean was sharing with me is, um, you know, some of these people, they, they don't have access to money right now. I actually know some missionaries that are going over there with large sums of money to help for the relief efforts because once you're over there, um, the banks are, have like a freeze on how much money you can take out. So like Sean was giving this example of this woman and kids who were trying to get out. She's like uh, not poor by any means, a wealthy a woman, but she could only take out like $200 at the ATM. It wouldn't let her take any more out. So that was just enough to take a cab to the border um, or basically the end of the line going to the border where it sh- from there she had to walk with her kids for 12 hours to get over the border. And once she was there, you know, she had no cash to do anything. So luckily there were, you know, some relief um, efforts going on that were able to pick her up. And, and ultimately she ended up in Slovenia. Um, uh, Christina got to, you know, meet her and talk with her and, and them help them out. But there's many situations like that. So um, lots of different things we can pray for just for God's intervention there. But let's just spend some time praying for the refugees and um, for God's assistance in, in getting them out safely and taking care of them so that they can ultimately know him. And, and, and that, you know, specifically that he would use the Christians and the churches that are a part of those relief efforts to be able to witness to them um, in practical ways and then be able to witness to him the gospel. So let's go ahead and uh, pray for that. Lord God, we know that the refugee needs needs just seem great and overwhelming. There's so many of them. Like where 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 do you start? But as I as I was reminded, just as I was praying, Lord, you took a couple fish and a couple loaves of bread and fed five thousand people plus people. So you're in the business of of multiplying our meager efforts, what we have, and using them to satisfy many in abundance. And so, Lord, you can take the whatever um, your people have and you can use it to glorify yourself in such a way that it's obvious that you're the one doing it. You're the one helping these people. You're the one loving them and taking care of them. And that's what we want. We want them to see you see that God is real, to see that God loves them, that God sent his son Jesus to die so their sins could be forgiven and they could know you personally, Lord. We pray that you would work through these efforts to take care of these people and reveal yourself to many so that they could believe in you and be saved, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, um, the next focus i want us to pray for is is the russian people or the people of russia we don't want to forget about them um you know one thing to say about that lana and me have some very real experience with russian people we went over there on a mission trip about three or four years ago and got blessed with um getting to hang out with many of them as we went around and shared the word of god and getting to stay at different believers house and what i can tell you is that uh I love the Russian people. Um, by and far, my experience was they were a very hospitable and loving group of people that loved Americans and were overall not very happy with their leadership. Um, I think we can relate to that. 
right? <laughs> um, and so uh, I would say that, you know, based on what I'm hearing too, that um, by and far the majority are not happy with what is going on with this war in the Ukraine. And unfortunately, they're the ones that are going to feel the, the brunt of these sanctions that are happening um, in a country where very much of it is very much poor and in poverty from what we saw. It's going to be kind of put into an even worse place and situation. So um, let's pray for them. Um, pray for uh, revival. Pray for uh, the Lord to take care of them uh, in such a way they see that. And pray for them in knowing what to do uh, with their leadership in a country where if you speak up against it, you very much can be thrown in jail or killed. Um, so uh, let's just pray for those things as you guys feel led, but spend some specific time praying for the people of Russia and the leadership. Because as hard as it is to say sometimes, uh, we know from God's word that God's desire is that none shall perish and also come to repentance. And that's even uh, Putin. So let's pray for his heart to be radically changed so that he would see the evil that is being done for what it is and choose uh, Jesus so he can change him and help him live in righteousness. Amen? Let's pray. So we're going to move into a time of communion as we wrap things up here. So if you didn't get communion elements, go ahead and raise your hand. We'll have somebody passing those around. And what I'm going to have you do is um, during this uh, time of communion, I'm going to let you take it on your own um, as you go to the Lord. But And you remember his sacrifice on the cross. You remember his, his um, blood that was spilled to atone for our sins, his body that was broken. Ultimately, it's through that that you've been given a relationship with God and that you're able to do what we're doing tonight. You're able to talk to him and know that he hears you and be confident that he'll answer you uh, according to his will, uh, which is always going to be good, pleasing, and perfect. So it's it's good to remember this. This is, this is like there's power in prayer because of Jesus' sacrifice and the relationship that has come with God through faith in Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. So we're remembering that, but I have a specific question that I want you to ask God um, as part of this this time of remembering the cross. And that is, I want you to ask God, what do you want me to do about the situation, Lord? Because here's the thing, Jesus set the ultimate example for us in that when he came and died for us, that he lived to serve you, all right? Jesus died so that you could live. And he set that example. He tells us that. He, we're to be servants like he is. We're to serve others. We're to live for others. As we talked about in Acts 15, our heart should always be, you know, looking out for the benefit of others. You know, not just it's not just about us. And so um, the needs are great with the situation. And obviously you can't meet them all. But what are the ones God wants you to meet? That's the thing to ask. At the very least, and the most powerful thing you can do is keep praying, all right? But maybe he wants you to financially help some of these different organizations that are part of the relief efforts. Maybe he wants you to go over there and practically help at some point. I'm in communications with some different missionaries 
um, over them keeping me in the loop of just opportunities to go and serve. Right now, it's kind of trying to get everything established, but in the very near future, there might be opportunities to go over there and practically serve and be a part of those relief efforts, be a part of witnessing to these people and loving them in Jesus' name. So I don't know what it is, but I know that for me, the Lord's given me a very specific burden for this that's more than just compassion we should feel when we see people hurting, but it's it's something more like, all right, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? You know, I know I should be praying. Do you want me to give financially to something? Do you want me to go, you know, and help out with the the crazy um, efforts that are being done, the, the great needs, you know? So when you're reflecting on the cross and you're thanking the Lord for what he's done for you, also, just ask him that question. What is it, Lord, you want me to specifically do regarding these people, regarding this situation? And then listen and let the Lord kind of lead you into what that is. Amen? Amen. So let's go ahead and take some time just to take communion amongst ourselves. And thank the Lord for the cross and then ask him what it is he wants us to specifically do. says in 1st John chapter 5 verse 13 I have written this to you who believe in the name of the son of God so that you may know you have eternal life and we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him and since we know he hears us when we make our request we also know that he will give us what we ask for lord we pray that and we 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 believe that you have heard our prayers that are pleasing to you this evening and because of that we can be confident you will answer them lord according to your good and perfect and pleasing plan and will we don't want our will to be done we want it to be yours because we know that it'll always be good pleasing and perfect we can't guarantee that, but you can. And so we know that even in the midst of the evil and the destruction we see as a result of sin in this world, that you are using it for your good and perfect and pleasing plan. And that's what we trust in. That's where our hope is in, Lord. So as we go from this place, we pray that you we would keep praying. You remind us and that you would specifically show us, Lord, what we're to do as a church, what we're to do as your people to help those in need in this world, specifically regarding what's going on over there in the Ukraine, Lord. Lord, we also pray for your blessing on this food we're about to eat in. Bless those who prepared it. And uh, just thank you for your, your abundance provision in our life. Every good thing is from you, and we praise you for all the things that you've given us that are good. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Amen, guys.